0: Hi, my name is Rana Jain. I'm a psychologist, wellness coach and a podcaster. You're now listening to the Happiness Project podcast. A podcast that will help you look at things differently and push you to have a better experience of life. My wish for you is that you find peace in this moment that you do things that really lights up your soul and sets it up on fire that you keep pushing yourself to be a better person with a grateful and compassionate heart that you put yourself out there because life is too short to be living for anybody else but you I really wish you bloom with grace Because trust me, you are one intention away from an entirely different life. Hello, hello, hello. I hope you guys are doing well and keeping safe and doing some really interesting things in the beginning of the new year. I hope you guys are as excited as you all were on the 1st of January With, with whatever that you're doing. You're doing a great job, so just stay persistent. Trust me, you're blooming, you're planting the seeds right now and you're gonna grow into something so big you can't even imagine. Well, today on my show, I have somebody very, very interesting. I just spoke to this person about a couple of days ago and we happened to talk for about an hour and we just lost track of time. I think we would have spoken for an entire day if we did not have any time limitations. Well, we have Pavel Zonif on The Happiness Project today. Pavel is a live event and content producer based in Los Angeles. He's born to Bulgarian-German parents and he grew up in Europe before emigrating to the US in pursuit of happiness, love and dreams. An expert who has worn so many professional hats Including overseeing and producing local branding and ad campaigns for major Silicon Valley companies like Microsoft, Uber, Google, Tinder, and WeWork, among many others. Wow! When he's not busy playing with his dog or hiking with his husband, he dedicates his free time to honing his photographic, musical, and podcasting skills. His podcast is called Affected By and dives deep into how people are making it work at work during the pandemic. Be sure to check it out on all major podcasting platforms. As we enter the new year, we all sort of need a rule book as to how to go about with the year. And if not a rule book, we at least need some guidance as to. What are the things that we need to do? What are the things that we need to leave behind? What are the learning experiences that we can carry this year so that we grow into a mature, wise person? In this episode particularly, Pavel and I get into some really interesting questions from from how the pandemic has slammed people emotionally and mentally how this pandemic has been different for each one of us. Pavel also talks about how he's gone through several periods of adjusting his perspective in the past couple of years. He takes us through his life journey which is so inspiring and will get us to think differently. He has found inspiration even in the darkest of moments and the darkest of times. We also get into some fun questions where Pavel talks about a toxic advice that he's heard, received, or seen around the internet that he would like us all to debunk. So stay tuned and listen to the entire episode to get some really wise perspective from our very special guest, Pavel Zonef. Let us now welcome Pavel on The Happiness Project. Hi Gavin, I am super excited to have this incredible conversation with you today. How is this early morning for you?
1: You know, it's really great, Reina, and thanks for having me. I I honestly like prefer to do things in the morning because this is where I think my brain is at its best. So <laughs> Yeah, can only go downhill from here. No. Just-
0: <laughs> Lovely, it's it's so nice to have you on my show. So, how is your week going and what's something that you're really excited and really looking forward to in this week?
1: Um, Honestly, it's been going great because I had a really hectic start to the year. Uh, At my my place of work, uh, I just needed to get a things done like first thing in January. Uh, and now that that it's actually slowing down, so I'm really happy because I don't have that much to do. And the uh, the thing that I'm looking forward to the most is because I have a couple of uh, afternoons off this week, I'm getting my my garden ready. Like I'm planting wow. new seeds that so awesome. that I can get you know my my summer vegetables started. <laughs> oh
0: wow! Okay. Yeah. Yes, that definitely is exciting. Had I been in your place, I would have really really look forward to it as well
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it's what i learned last year was you gotta start it early you gotta get your seeds out like and get them started because last year i made the big mistake of starting them too late and transplanting them too early and i did not have a good harvest
0: (laughs) i know i know what you mean well last year was really different for all of us you know and it's it's kind of gotten us to do things very differently So well, that's exactly uh, you know, what the episode is going to be about today and I'm really looking at you know, having your perspective on my show and I'm very Mm -hmm. sure my listeners are going to find it so helpful. So um, you know, moving on to the very important question, um, you have worn many many professional hats from producing local branding <laughs> and ad campaigns for companies like Google, Microsoft, Uber, Tinder, WeWork, among many others. Wow, that's a lot. So, how has the experience <laughs> working with these multinational corporates? How has it been for you?
1: Uh, th- honestly it has been really great and uh looking back on it I I wouldn't miss it like I know that and I wouldn't change a thing because I know that some of the um some of the brands that you've mentioned have gone through um you know like an up and down in the public eye which obviously like as As somebody who was in charge of, you know, PR and branding, um, I I, I still follow the news and sometimes it makes me sad. Sometimes I also think uh, things could have been handled better as a company and in the public eye. But but overall, this experience has been great because um, uh, most of these companies have been American companies, but I was still working for them when I was in Europe, when I was living in Germany, and I was doing uh, their campaigns in the German-speaking market, meaning uh, Germany, Switzerland, and Austria. And and that was really interesting because those are big markets for these big brands, but they're also uh, secondary markets and culturally very specific. So what that always means is you you kind of have to find a way into it like culturally speaking some of the brand messaging that we're used to here in the u.s just does not resonate with people in central europe the same way and then also i mean marketing budgets are much smaller for the markets that are not the primary market so i always had to get very creative and allocating resources and you know still coming up with campaigns that we're able to compete with the big million dollar budgets that people are used to here
0: Uh, I'm sure especially when it comes to culture it's sort of very different everywhere and then when you kind of have a sudden change you sort of have to you know adapt to it and especially with COVID happening I'm sure you've gone through a lot of changes and uh, you know I know for a fact that you've had like several periods of adjusting your perspective over the last couple of years (laughs) I would love for you to kind of walk us through that
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, and and you've said it, like, I think what was so interesting um, was obviously the fact of moving to, to the U.S. So I moved to the U.S. in 2018. Uh, totally motivated by love because my husband is American and uh, we had met in Germany but uh, his job there came to an end and we wanted to move here and I thought yeah I, I got this like I've, I've been working with you know um, American brands for the past however many five six years I, I like it culturally this is going to be a great adventure and then when I first got here um, all these things that worked out so beautifully in my mind, and that I that I thought that I understood about living in a foreign country um, were actually very different. Because I mean, probably everybody could have told you that, but I guess when when you do these things, you see it through rose-colored glasses. But just, and, and I know you've gone through the experience too. Just living in a different country, leaving your your friends behind. Uh, in my case, also taking a little bit of a career not hit but definitely my career stalled for a bit that 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 does a lot to you so you're you're both adjusting to a new environment um people communicate differently like uh both on top of me being german and also um I'm, i'm just generally a very direct person I had to deal with, (laughs) with, yeah, I can't just speak my mind the way that I'm used to speaking my mind um, (laughs) because people will think it's rude. Um, And then at the same time, um, really trying to rebuild my career and uh, finding enough jobs to support myself uh, because my main way of doing work being kind of the cultural liaison and, and scaling American businesses in Europe how would that translate to the U.S.? So I had to figure that out. I and mean, then actually in the yeah, beginning, it yeah. didn't translate very well. So I was a little underemployed and I had to basically start from scratch and find my own uh, my own lane here, which, which I eventually did as a live event producer.
0: Mm, I'm sure. And last year was very different for all of us, especially with the entire <laughs> oh, yeah. world turning upside down, jobs being taken away everybody was slammed with emotional and mental distractions well thanks to the pandemic uh, but you know if there's something that i want to ask you right now is that how was this year particularly different for you both personally mm. and professionally
1: so and i think uh and thank you for bringing this up because this really touches i think on your question of how has this put things into perspective for me because it wasn't really until last year um where I do personally was hit with um, the emotional severity of of what was going on. That really helped me adjust my own way of thinking about a lot of decisions that I had in my life. Because as I had just said, like um, I had gone through a period of kind of rebuilding my career here in the US and I was on a good trajectory. I had booked a lot of jobs. And then from one day to the next, like starting in late February to mid-March, I lost all the gigs for the rest of the year, like everybody, because I mean, live events, you're the first one to leave. You're probably the last people back in the job because people can't gather. And so what that confronted me with was that for the second time in three years, I was at a point where I felt undervalued, underappreciated, extremely insecure because, and that was kind of an aha moment, because I wasn't working. And and that made me really take a beat and reassess how much value and self worth I had placed on uh, on my ability to work, uh, and I, I felt that maybe there was a little too much emphasis on that. I mean, I'm 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 a millennial, so I think we <laughs> a lot of millennials feel that because uh, I guess like in the generation that we grew up in, um, we were. Told, told by media texts and everything that was surrounding us and comparing each other uh, ourselves oh, yes, to each oh, other yeah. that you are your job and so so what happens when you no longer have a job through no fault of your own and that was really interesting because obviously it wasn't my fault like I cannot <laughs> b- blame a pandemic <laughs> like uh, that's, that's larger what than life so it wasn't my f- exactly so I didn't do anything wrong I had no control over losing my job and it still made me feel really really bad and so I I gained a much healthier perspective on the things that make me, and and how I assess my own self worth, and um, and I think that was that was a major turning point. And and what I realized is, uh, on top of you know potentially having to pivot again or not, is I've had the strength through multiple periods in my life to change careers whenever it was needed I had just done it the thought of having to do it again is frustrating but it was a necessity and so I just became very aware of okay what are my skills what jobs are still out there and how can I put them to to use and so while I still work so and I was able to find a new job and and we can get into that in a second but while I, while I returned to working, so I also learned that working to me is important, but I have a much healthier understanding that it is not everything that defines my identity.
0: Absolutely. Having said that, you know, I have myself had a very unstable graph where I have <laughs> had a couple of jobs in the past few years and, you know, yeah. where I, I wasn't able to resonate with it. But I think over the last year, if there's something that I have realized for sure is that uh, I, I think we as, uh, you know, humans, we put a lot of our self-worth based on a job, you know, for us. Yeah. Eventually, you know, job is job or work for that matter is a part of our life. And, but what we end up doing is making it our life itself and I think that is where we end up not having that work-life balance and it sort of affects us in, in very different ways and I'm sure you know like you said you, you, you had the awareness, you had the courage to even look within. I think I, I really hope and I really want people to know this is that uh, it's important that you take that time for introspection. To, to just know that yeah this is working for me and this is not working for me
1: yeah absolutely and also I mean I, I want to thank you for having me on this podcast because when you first reached out I was like I might not be the <laughs> right person because because it took me probably more than 30 years to to be this open and honest about my own um, mental and emotional health that way it actually took that big change in my life moving to a different country leaving a lot of things behind and having this immense amount of change for me to really understand the things that are important uh for me to then start rebuilding some of these these things that I that I need in my life um because I was raised I was raised by a single mother and everything in our household was like don't dwell on your problems continue move forward like uh, don't be too sad don't be too emotional don't be this don't be that um and and it helped me for the most part like i attribute a lot of my own success and, and personal growth to to the ability to just power through but when you're in a place where you're really emotionally like down and out you cannot power through you have to be mindful of oh i'm, I'm really sad or this is really depressing or this is bothering me and you have to allow these emotions in and Mm. in order to deal with it because you cannot power through because that will have long-term consequences.
0: Oh yes. Negative ones. Absolutely and (laughs) I think uh, this is what people end up doing uh, and I do not blame them for anything, whatever that they know best is what they do and they end up you know either suppressing them or just you know like you said pushing through. I think uh, that is where uh, the entire question of being mindful comes into place and just, just simply being aware that you know this is what I'm feeling this is my emotion right now and I have, it's, it's absolutely okay to feel that way especially uh, you being from a European country and uh, I being from an Asian country I think culturally yeah. we, I mean somewhere we've been taught that you know these emotions are not to be felt or not to be expressed mm-hmm. and you know yeah. that's exactly why we've just been like okay you know I'm 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 happy. Even if I'm not happy, even if I'm you know probably feeling that anger or that outburst, I'm unable to express that.
1: Yeah, and and you're you're really right on the money there, like un unpacking all these different cultures that operate on you because I know you also like for a while there worked in a foreign country so then you also have that added layer of people looking at you a certain way expect your behavior probably uh, more so because you're a woman because you're a brown woman like I mean there are all these 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 layers that the that the world puts on top of you and then you take all of that in, in, in and it operates on you and you just have to unpack it like I i I even saw like a lot of some of the insecurities that I had developed came through my mother because she as a single mother uh, in, in in Germany right like there was so much um uh, so much pressure on her to perform and to keep then also to have her own career and and I mean she had to take so much in, from from layers and layers right of of people projecting things on her um and and you inherit that when you grow up in a world like this um yeah and, and and as an adult it is your job and responsibility to unpack this and put these things into perspective
0: oh absolutely you know like you very rightly said you know about those layers that have been put up with our experiences and with especially yep. in a different country altogether. I think when we have so many layers, it kind of becomes so difficult for us to process our own emotion, and our own feelings, you know, then we just don't really know whether who am I, you know, what am yeah. I, am I really functioning from different perspective where I am actually identifying with all of those opinions yeah. of other people of me and yeah. is that right. And we tend to identify our self-worth based on that and I feel that yeah. in itself is like a major undoing that is required and it takes like an entire lifetime, you know, to process. Yeah.
1: And especially I think the, with the way that the um, that the new economy is structured, I mean, over the last um, decade, we've seen the rise of these tech entrepreneurs and tech companies. And I mean, I obviously myself have worked for some of them. but. But the 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 tropes that we're surrounded by is by the time you're 30, you either need to be married and have kids or you need to be a tech billionaire or you need to have an Oscar, whatever it is like you always need to like we have this this hero myth of these really outlandish goals and and that are constantly being projected to us, whether it's on TV, social media. I mean, I'm sorry, but influencer culture, I mean what is that Can you imagine if somebody in 2008 told you yeah um it's I somebody's am, yeah. job to live a life and put po- photos up of that and <laughs> and make you make you and ins- like inspire you to live the same way <laughs> i mean <laughs> what world are we in <laughs> there i mean speaking of layers to unpack
0: <laughs> absolutely i think that is such a fundamental question right? like like what world are we in and I think technology has taken over all of our lives across the world. And I don't know, I can just get into contemplation from here on, <laughs> but, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, if there's something that I personally wanted to ask you in this interview today was in a year, unlike any other, like the ability to remain creatively inspired has been extremely mm-hmm. difficult. So how did you find that inspiration to move forward every day? How have you managed to kind of stay positive in, in that positive life?
1: <laughs> um, d- at the at the very core, it was for me to find a way to stay busy. Um, uh, so we, we talked about gardening, uh, just uh, you know, going into this conversation, and that's kind of what I did. Like I I found myself. So I I knew that, that I needed a routine mm-hmm. because just in general, I'm not. I'm not super self-motivated, so so that was a good thing. Knowing yeah. I have to get up in the morning and just do something, and then I was up already busy. I felt that I had accomplished something, whether it was just you know watering a plant or fertilizing or watching a seed grow, whatever it was. It was I had already accomplished something, and then my biggest driver for uh, inspiration was actually starting my own podcast and. Um, that came to me by way of talking to a colleague who, who also works in the live event industry. Actually, she she used to hire me for jobs, and I think it was kind of mid March that she called me. And when I saw her name on the on the phone, I was just like, "Oh, this this is she calling me? That the job is not happening." And so I picked up. I was like, "The job is not happening." She's like, "Yep, it's not happening," <laughs> and um, we decided to stay on the phone with each other and just talk about it. And what we discovered is that we kind of had the same fears and insecurities. And, and she's, you know, an industry veteran, like she had been in this industry for 20 years and she was facing the same thing. And, and we discovered, hey, there is a story there because it's, it's not our fault, anybody's fault. It is really higher power. Um, And I think there is a story here that we need to explore because we're probably not the only ones feeling like that. But when we hung up that day, just talking about it and being so open and honest, like which I don't think, you know, in a normal professional context, you are between colleagues. And so a couple of days later, we started a Google Doc. Um, Hey, could this be a show? And we started a podcast um, in which we're interviewing people from different industries. Um, about their experience during COVID, whether it was either you know being laid off, pivoting, um, or starting completely new careers using that time, and uh, and that by far has been the biggest driver and inspiration because I get to talk to people that I would normally not talk to. I mean, such as yourself. <laughs> and um and at the same time uh really now that we're a couple of episodes in, we're 12 episodes in and 12 industries later i'm starting to understand the similarities of our shared experience and that actually the only unifying thing is that people are so resilient that their desire is to just continue to move on whether it is in the profession that they chose. Mm-hmm. If it's gone away, finding that we're hearing is incredible. And that by far is the most inspiring thing that's been going on lately.
0: <laughs> that is incredible. So I, of course, know about your podcast and that is just amazing. And I am <laughs> yeah. going to tell all of my listeners to definitely check out Affected By. And I am I'm literally rooting for it. And I'm sure you're going to find some inspiration from that. And I think you know, there's something that I, that I mm. am, I am realizing is that the best part of inspiration is that it somehow has the power to transform your life in in a jiffy. You know, it can move you away from the ordinary and towards the yes. extraordinary, exciting world of possibility. And like you said, that's where the major inspiration came from. And and you happen to do a podcast. What yeah. more like it, right? <sighs>
1: Exactly. And, and it also ties back to, to the overall question that you're asking, like, how can you get things into perspective? I mean, for me, it is what I, what I realized something, what I realized was I, I need to keep doing something. I need to keep going because uh, just sitting, I, I'm, I'm not super introspective, per se it's hard for me i i tried meditating i'm still trying it's not doing things for me that it does for other people and that's fine i have different ways of of unlocking unlocking the parts of my brain that help me change my perspective and for me it is um first of all making sure that you know my that that I get out of bed and that I do something that that makes me feel productive, as I said right now, and and then and then seeking out other perspectives. So also, what happened over the last two three years is, I have accepted that it's okay to ask for help, and I think that was probably one of the biggest lessons for me because, again, like growing up with a single mother, like she was always do. Not ask for help. Do not show weakness. And and rightfully so. I, I get that. That was that was her thing. But I as a grown up, my own person, I realized no, actually it's okay to ask for help. And I'm good at asking for help. And it it propels me to, to tackle the next thing. And it really helps me get to where I need to be faster. And and so for me, one of my big motivators is uh or one of the things that helps me is Talking to other people because that allows me to to really hear myself and my own thoughts reflected through other people's eyes and ears, and seeing that some of the worries that I have are nothing to be worried about.
0: I know I absolutely agree with you. You know when you spoke about asking for help, I think uh, I realized the same idea like I said we belong to very similar cultures uh, in a way where we are yeah. not certain mm-hmm. things and uh, you know we're supposed to be doing certain things and you know one of the things that I was not supposed to do was for ask for help but I think when I uh, went to foreign land I think that was the one thing that has helped me get through so many difficult times and And it's just so simple. I think it's something that we need to understand is that uh, it doesn't make you any less by simply asking for help. It's just absolutely okay to ask for help. It's totally fine to just say that, you know what, I don't know this. I don't understand this. How about, you know, I'll take some help from you and it's totally fine. Yes. And another thing that you said was about, uh, you know, being consistent. Um, you know, just just do it. just waking up. You had this one thing in your mind that you wanted to do was yeah. to have a routine. I think that was something that kind of working through the entire COVID, and I think that that is definitely an accomplishment.
1: Yeah, and and that routine can look very differently for for other people. Like, I mean, honestly, I was surprised even myself that. having somewhat of a of a physical routine um you know doing doing some yard work or whatever is the one that got me there um like for other people it might be working out for other people it might also just be um don't have your phone by the side of your bed and wake up in the morning and just you know sit in bed for 10 minutes or read a book like whatever it is like uh explore the little routines that make you feel good but but i would i would contend that i think for everybody to start their day with just themselves and their thoughts through whatever activity it is is probably is probably a good thing so not because i i have stopped having my phone um like out first thing in the morning because I mean nothing good can come from it you're probably seeing email that you don't want to see you're probably seeing some influencer that annoys you like no like I find these moments right after you wake up you have clarity because you're maybe still thinking about that weird dream and whatever it means and I don't think that you're closer to your your subconscious than in those first few moments after you wake up so why ruin them
0: (laughs) oh yes oh yes oh yes I think that helped me as well. I I know what you mean. Like those first few moments in the entire day when you wake up, I think that's the time when you can engage in something. So so you know of any any kind of activity that you want to do. Just being with yourself, I think that's one of the best things ever. That's that's lovely.
1: Okay. Yes, and that's also what I hear. Just sorry because it just comes to me like from some of my guests that, on the podcast. So uh, a lot of people saw that. Maybe they didn't really like their jobs that much. And so now they're focusing on more activities that, that they like and' were able to were able to unlock that potential either for the job that they had or, or switch to designing their work life in such a way that they're now doing more things that they actually like, cutting out some of those some of those other things and, and, and rethinking some of their motivators.
0: Wow, I think that is really inspiring, especially uh, with the pandemic coming in. A lot of people have sort of mm-hmm. understood and realized that you know there is a lot more to explore within you. So why not you know take a step forward and see how that kind of turns out for you? That's life, and yeah. I think that's that that creative side. Yeah. I think everybody has that within them. It just uh, you know take the moment to really really look within and take that step. So
1: yeah.
0: has the experience of doing a podcast shifted your
1: perspective in any way uh absolutely um so on a on a very personal level it has actually um it has actually taken care of a thing that i've always struggled with um so you know how is the saying that that uh perfect is the enemy of good and that you should just start um that's definitely something something that i did because uh i i have I have so many unrealized creative projects on my hard drive of my computer on or, or in various mediums and the thing is I'm working I or I used to work on things a lot and never release them never publish them because I felt like no this can be better this can be better and obviously um having a partner in a podcast that also kind of pushes you and it's like, you know what, this is good. We can release this and we can move on and we'll get better in the process. So, so that was a big thing for me, like personally, that, uh, that I, that I overcame like kind of my, my strive for perfection and just, you know, getting it out there, getting it done. And, and yeah, I mean, what I'm learning is it does get better when you're doing it. (laughs) And then, um, yeah, yeah, really talking to to my guests like on a more global level and understanding uh understanding like some of the same feelings and just the similarity of the situation that we're all going through that we're all sometimes insecure that we're all probably placing too much of our own self-worth and identity and our job and that we're starting to rethink this a little uh with the same time also how how we haven't really realized that um that the way we've been doing work is not great in general, like especially here in the US with the always on mentality and oh, being yeah. reachable after hours and having your notifications on and responding to that last email not, at like yeah, 10 yeah, p.m. Really and yeah, like exactly. So, so 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 that's what I'm learning on a on a on a broader scale because I'm I'm seeing this transpire in so many other professions. Like okay so i worked in media so and i worked in production so i thought like this is normal that i have to be always on but when somebody who has a brick and mortar retail store tells me that it's the same kind of level of engagement that is re- required from them or i talk to to a nephrologist or or a medical researcher and and they're noticing kind of the same toxic workplace behaviors um oh, yeah. those are the thing like on top of COVID, like that we're learning and starting to question. Um, So, so that is the biggest perspective change. And then obviously always this idea that uh, if we're all taking ourselves so seriously, do any of us really matter at all? (laughs) Like a podcast is obviously kind of like a, like a weird place to highlight it because um, when, when you're hosting a panel of guests, obviously like they're the focus of attention. But at the end of the day, I've gone through twelve professions now and everybody's telling me, like, yeah, I, I take everything very, very seriously. And all these professions are very different, like real estate, retail, fashion, uh production, education. And and you get a sense of some things are more um more serious and more important than others because I cannot compare The say like I would always say, like, yes, a teacher, yes, what you're doing is important because you're really affecting lives. Like when I talk to doctors, I'm like, Yes, you're really affecting lives. And then when a fashion designer talks to me, I'm thinking, sure, you're also affecting lives, but in a different (laughs) way. So So, so that's a, that's also an interesting way of putting things into perspective, right?
0: That's okay. So I haven't really thought about it, but I think we have just given an, a different kind of perspective here. <laughs> that's that's pretty. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right okay. now, and and it makes me it makes you understand that uh, you know maybe that latest app launch and app update is not the most important thing that's going on in the world right now. I mean, especially now, but. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And I know what you mean. I'm really just thinking about what you said, and it just taken me away. <laughs>
1: well, no, but that's, that's, I mean, that's really the effect, and especially like over the last couple of months with what is going on politically, but also globally, like, uh, like, um, we're, uh, we're in our microcosms. and. And here in the US, the, the, the conversation obviously revolves a lot about around like the the political impact that it had, but these microcosms are everywhere. I mean, if you're a young person working for, let's say, not even like a, a tier one brand, but a tier two brand, and, and you're constantly being told that your job is the most important thing that you can do and the biggest accomplishment, then all of a sudden, the media that you consume and the social media around you will reflect that and you'll get a very distorted sense of of the importance of the thing that you're doing and probably of of what else is going on in the world i mean i'm lucky to 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 talk to you you're literally 13 hours away from me it's it's the end of your day today i'm starting the same day that you just lived and and it is allowing me to to have these conversations that i would otherwise not have and these are really mind bending and and eye opening
0: i know and you know had the pandemic not happened oh, you know i don't think i would have ever mm-hmm. been able to connect with people thousands of miles away you know and and the fact that that has been even more feasible i'm, I'm yeah. loving this i think there's nothing more that we need right now than connection right like all we want to yeah. do is just connect in some way or the other and just know how how things are very different here than they are in the united states so well yeah, uh, yeah i mean it just gives a different perspective altogether and you know um Like we can't change the year that has gone by and the way it (laughs) moves us all in very, very different ways, right? But uh, now that we have just flipped the calendar and entered 2021, that in itself gives us all some hope for the year ahead of us. So going forward from this point in time right now, how do we do things differently? How do we shift our perspective for a better tomorrow and what are some ways <laughs> I can literally sit down and talk myself through it?
1: So I would say don't be entitled. Do not feel entitled. I think that is that is a, a, a great lesson to take away and Um, we've seen a lot of entitlement especially here in the US but Mm -hmm. also some other western countries uh, as you said about how people want to interact with each other and who can govern those interactions and um, I mean just you know the example of you know anti-maskers here which is ridiculous because I'm thinking like I understand you don't want to be told what to do and I understand you would rather you know connect with people we're social creatures but if you if you bite the bullet and don't do it for a short while now uh-huh. we can all do it sooner so i think to put these this this feeling of not feeling entitled or the, this idea of not feeling entitled into a little more perspective like really find the difference between short-term actions and long-term goals like you are not owed anything right now and if you understand that in the short term Uh, you can relax and accept and find acceptance for a situation and then re-evaluate what is my ultimate goal and what are the steps that I can undertake uh, to get there. Because if you think that you're owed anything in life... If every little self in a situation where you're trying to assign blame or where you're um where you're feeling defeated and these feelings keep you from moving on and finding solutions because just because there are temporary setbacks does not mean yeah. that the road to where you ultimately want to go is blocked off it just means that you have to take a detour and if you're more relaxed in that you'll find that detour faster <laughs> and are able to 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 go on that path like and i'm saying this really as somebody who um uh if if i may be so candid who over the last couple of years has found great of success uh, has found a great level of success and i needed to to learn to find that that moment again in me like to to be more relaxed and to not feel entitled like like i grew up under circumstances where like every little form of entitlement was literally beaten out of me. Like <laughs> uh, it's, it's a lesson that I've learned from my mother, like don't feel entitled. And then, you know, as I was growing into my own person as an adult with all the success that I found over the years, you immediately develop that sense of entitlement. And the only thing that I, and that was why when I was seeing it reflected on the media, I felt so disgusted. I was like, why am I so disgusted? I'm like, oh, there are parts that I can identify with, so I see myself in in that. And so, so to me, it's like, what can we do moving forward? Get rid of our entitlement, get rid of our sense of entitlement.
0: Wow. I think one of <laughs> the most interesting lessons that I have learned today. And <laughs> this is incredible. This is amazing, really, really. I think I- Oh, uh...
1: uh, thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. So, you know, um, before we come towards the end of the episode i just wanted to ask you what is your favorite piece of advice that you were given or you would like to share in return
1: oh that's that's actually very easy it's know your audience it's funny because i had forgotten about this for a while but um just recently came back to it and i remember like i've been thinking about this for especially early on in my life um there were several moments where in different contexts people said to me like know your audience like so i i used to do like community theater and, and people would say it in the theater then um i i briefly very briefly tried to get into music and it was also this whole thing know your audience and then i had a career in marketing and then oh yeah also people said know your audience and yeah. and what you're what you're hearing is like in all these different categories activities industries whatever you want to call it it takes on different meaning. And so lately I had to dig deep, like because in marketing, obviously it means like all these fun little metrics that we work with to, you know, tailor your brand and reach your audience. Same with podcasting, right? Like know your audience, like don't, don't, you know, yammer on, Pavel, but whatever. Um, So in every kind of aspect of your life, it means something different. And so this is why I like it, because it is a universal piece of advice that can take on different meaning and you have to find the meaning within. And... Uh, to end on that note what what the latest level of meaning that I infer from that is uh, listen more than you talk which I know is ironic because I've been talking for 45 minutes but uh, what what I've learned over the years is (laughs) what I have learned over the years is that um, the only way to get to know your audience is to be perceptive to empathize to listen uh, and that will inform the way that you can interact with other people like nothing is gained by you constantly sending 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 information you have to take in like what how is Raina feeling today like when I talk what are the things where I can see that that you have a natural interest in based on your body language or, or the way you look like by listening I mean like you know active yeah. listening
0: well, know I mean. and so,
1: well. yeah and, and and so I think know your audience is is a piece of advice that I that it was given early on in the theater in a shitty community play and here 15 years later or even more 17 years later i'm still using it uh to to do to do anything
0: absolutely i totally agree with you i totally totally do because i think uh, listening is an art you know um, yeah. and not everybody knows the art of it but when you do i think you are able to relate to people the way you never did before. So yes, absolutely. And another very interesting question that I have for you is that, (laughs) what is the most toxic advice you've heard, received or seen around the internet that you would like to debunk?
1: Yeah, I mean, first of all, just as a category, if you're getting life or professional advice from an Instagram meme, stop it <laughs> because <laughs> because I don't think that, that that the challenges you face in your life or in your pro- professional development for that matter can be solved with you know a few character characters on a pink background but in that vein uh and it's probably old by now but uh this whole idea of love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life I think we need to really stop with that um it's 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 toxic it it's it's um it's uh, entitled It, it actually reeks of privilege because let's face it um like on a base level most people don't have the ability don't 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 come from a family don't don't even have access to a level of education that allows them to even get to a point where they can truly have access to all these jobs that we would love, 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 love. <laughs> and also, don't forget that even in the jobs that you love or think you love, there will always be aspects that you don't love. And that's okay. And I think we need to get rid of that myth that everything is all love all the okay. time. <laughs> so, um, so, and, and then also it puts a lot of pressure on people because I know um, I, I haven't had super many jobs that I loved. Uh, I I had a lot of hobbies that I loved. And my, my ability to remain gainfully employed allowed me to pursue that. And I was able to find meaning in a lot of the work that I did and a lot of the jobs that I had. And I think that by far is much more valuable because I always like to twist it into something so I guess do what you find meaningful is the new do what you love (laughs) oh
0: I I love this I (laughs) I think this is something that I resonate as well with the most because I think it's about finding meaning and purpose in what you do and not just doing what you love and like you rightly said you know not many people have the privilege, not many people Mm -hmm. even have the uh, privilege to have the basic education or shelter and clothing and I I know this because you know I live in a country like India where uh, you know the rich is getting richer and the poor is getting poorer Mm -hmm. so this you know this gap has been there so absolutely I think just, just whatever that you do, you know. I think if there's one thing that we can ask ourselves: is that how am I contributing in the world out there? What am I doing to make a difference? I think these are very basic questions, but they will they will give us some, some very meaningful and deep answers to you know to help us uncover our life so yeah. yeah absolutely one last thing
1: <laughs> oh yeah no I, i'm i'm enjoying this like I, and you know this like we we talked uh once before and i mean once we're in it like this can take hours so
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> you know this is the question that i have been reflecting upon uh, especially when i you know decided that my podcast is going to be theme oriented but uh Considering we are in the new year, uh, this is like mm-hmm. a pretty out of the box question that I want to ask you uh, right now. It's that what is that one resolution you won't take this year? Oh, um, oof,
1: uh, a, that's such a good question because uh, I have just in general, I have bad follow through <laughs> on resolutions. Yeah. So um, I remember when 2020 first started, I wanted to work out more. And and I was actually just about to sign up for a gym before everything went into lockdown, so I'm glad I didn't sign up for the gym. So, um, but we're talking about this year. Uh, from all it. the things, it's so weird. <laughs> from all the things we've discussed, this is the thing that I'm struggling to come up with an answer. <laughs> no, I think. No, honestly, no. Probably, you know. You know what? Um, I, I think. No more New Year's resolutions, I think. um, Yeah, I guess, honestly, like last year was so interesting and that I've just learned to just do and, and find a way of living in the moment and not freaking out anymore, not comparing myself to others and just continuing on in my own rhythm. And I will continue to do this and no date, no occasion. Uh, will change that. I will not find a reason to all of a sudden uh, change anything about the way that I've been doing
0: things.
1: (laughs) That is wonderful. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: okay. Also, well, before we end the episode today, I would love for you to tell our listeners whether where can they find you?
1: People can find my podcast affected by dot 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 at um affected by pod on instagram and twitter and people can find myself uh pavel on instagram at gazebook g-a-z-e-b-o-o-k great okay. thank
0: you so much pavel, for an amazing episode filled with so, so much of reflection intention purpose and more importantly perspective thank you for your time today
1: Thank you so much. It was such a joy talking to you. And um, yeah, let's do it again sometime.
0: For sure, for sure. So, you know, before I end this episode, if there's something that I want to tell you guys, it's that set an intention. Plant seeds with whatever limits in place. This is your time, the beginning of the new year, a very powerful (laughs) and important time for envisioning and co-creating your reality for the whole of the new year. So start now by simply shifting your perspective. Thank you so much once again, Pavel. And I'm going to see you guys next week. Stay safe and take care.